Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Take your seats, please. My Lord and my God, we give you the praise and the glory. Welcome into God's presence, and it's a joy to see everyone. Enjoy me as well in welcoming our online audience as well as our television audience. If you're ever in the Colorado Springs area, this is the place to be Sunday morning. Lives are being changed, and your life will be changed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I just actually, um, this week, received the um, doctor's report for the lady that came to the crusade in Malawi. She left the hospital with a liver cancer um, or liver issue, and the doctors had given up on her, and they said, we can't help you. Um, but she came to the crusade, and by the grace of God, she was gloriously healed. Amen. And she's still healed by God's grace. This would be the doctor's report. Amen. So let's thank God for that and give him all the praise and the glory. And I'm excited about 2024 because more nations are coming up and are lined up. So we'll hear more about that uh, as we enter the new year. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's get into our Bible lesson this morning. Luke chapter 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Luke chapter 2. Thank God for this season. I like, I like this time of the year. Uh, this one in the resurrection season. That's, those are my favorite times. Luke chapter 2. Notice what the Bible says from verse 1. It says, It came to pass in those days that a decree went from Caesar Augustus that all the wells should be registered. This census took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Thank God for the reading of his word. Now, uh, the Bible talks about the fact that we should be ready to give an answer for the hope that we have. And so many times, um, we don't make it very far in our walk with God because the foundational principles, the foundational things that we need to know to get our faith, uh, there is no understanding. But I pray in the name of Jesus that this morning, may God feather your understanding of the Christmas story in Jesus' mighty name. And Christmas time, um, for some, it means different things. Uh, for some, it means more shopping. And some people have the gift, seem to have the gift for more shopping. Amen. <laughs> and others, some of us, the trip to the mall is like uh, taking on a deliberate pain in the heart. <laughs> One time, some, some people uh, were in Southern California, and during Christmas time, instead of going to, uh, to shopping with their wives, they decided to go sailing on the ocean um, rather than go, to, to go, go shopping. 
And, as, and sometimes people in Southern California look at snow here and they say, wow, thank God. How did you end up in this part of the country where you have snow, sleet, and ice? And how, in your mind, you think, how did you end up out of the will of God? We have the pleasure of going to the beach <laughs> during Christmas time. Then we wonder, why do, you, uh, why do you miss out on all this beauty during Christmas time? <laughs> so it's perspective. <laughs> But they wanted to go to the beach instead of going shopping. And as they were sailing, they ran into, 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 into some rough waters. And eventually, the, um, the, the boat ended up on a, on a, on a sandbar. And they were, they were deep in mud and trying to get this thing out of the sandbar. And one of them blurted out and said, well, it beats going Christmas shopping at the mall. <laughs> 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 I'd rather be in that situation than, than shop. <laughs> Amen. So again, some people enjoy it, some shop it, some people say, no, 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 I, 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 don't want, I don't want to do this. But anyway, but here we read this account about the Christmas story. And when we do, uh, you see, to understand this, we have to go back to the book of, of Genesis. Why did, why did Jesus have to come? Why did Mary have to be a virgin? I mean, why all these, why all these events? Uh, you see, in the beginning, God created man perfectly. Uh, Adam and Eve, he put them in the garden. Everything was nice and good. And God told them not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, on the day that you eat of the fruit of that tree, you will die. Well, they went ahead and ate of the fruit of that tree, but they didn't die physically that day. They died spiritually. Physical death followed later. But when Adam sinned, one of the things that God, I'm just giving you a, a quick highlight or synopsis of what happened. When they died, when, when, when they sinned again, one of the things that God said to Adam is, look, because of what you have done, the ground is cursed for your sake. You see, God formed man out of the dust of the ground. And now he says to him that the ground, get this, this is very important. Uh, the ground is cursed for your sake. So now he cannot, he cannot go. Notice he says that in Genesis 3 verse 17. Then to Abraham he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten the, from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake in toil. You shall eat of it all day. Since Adam, you've heeded the voice of your wife. You see, there's no record that, that the serpent spoke to Adam directly. He spoke to Eve. Eve yielded. And then when Adam saw that Eve was gone, knowing fully well what will happen when he also eats the fruit of that tree, he went ahead and out of that. The Bible says Eve was deceived, Adam was not. So with his eyes full open, fully opened, he, he, he knew exactly what was going to happen. That was the, the, the serious situation that happened. A high treason against God. So now they are separated from God. God is saying that the ground is cursed. So you cannot go back to the ground and start afresh. Because the ground is cursed because of what he's done. He's opened up the ground to the curse. But God wanted to have a family and to have his family back. That is the reason why Jesus Christ came. 
<laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. So Jesus Christ, the Bible says, notice this, Jesus Christ, let's go to John chapter 1. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. John chapter 1, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So it's called Jesus Christ here, the Word. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 14, verse 14 says, And the word became flesh. Make a note of that phrase. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus existed already with the Father. And God assumed the liability of what Adam had done and said, I'm going to come down myself to come and redeem mankind back to myself. Somebody say, thank God for Jesus. Now, if God hadn't done anything, then all throughout eternity, everybody that gets born, even right now, everybody that gets born at, into the earth, at some point, they get separated from God. That's why Jesus Christ said, you must be born again. So God would have been without a family. But somebody had to pay the price for what Adam had done. And that person could not just be an ordinary person. It has to be God himself. So that the Bible, talking about Jesus Christ, says that God prepared for him a body, a special body for this assignment. And so if God is going to come into the earth, you see, the womb of the woman is the legal part of entry into the earth. If God is going to come into the earth, if he starts from the earth, the earth is, is, cursed, is cursed already. But the Bible says that when Mary, and thank God for her life, when the angel came to her and announced and said, look, uh, uh, you are going to give birth to a child, she asked that natural question, how is this thing going to happen? This is a serious thing for that to happen here in the part of the world where I live. If you are betrothed to somebody, it's like an engagement, and no sexual relationship happens before the marriage event happens. And if you are found pregnant before that time, it's a serious thing. And you are going to go around town and say you are pregnant, and who got you pregnant? You are saying God. Are you serious? <laughs> Don't tell us tales. <laughs> tell us what you did. So she asked the question, how can this thing be? God said, the angel said, the power of the most high God will overshadow you. Now, what you have to realize that her womb was just the receptacle for God to enter the earth. 
Because he says, you have prepared for me a body. And you remember this verse in Hebrews where he talks about the fact that, look, the person who, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 29. Let's, let's look at these verses. Mark them. Don't forget them. Because sometimes, um, people are, because sometimes we don't understand these things, we serve God half-heartedly. But once you get an understanding of this, your life will not be the same in Jesus' mighty name. Let's start from verse, verse 26. It will give us an understanding. Hebrews 10, 26. It says, For if we willfully sin after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much so, how much punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? Notice he says that the blood of Jesus is not a common thing. It's not common blood. In Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11, he says that for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And we know that at conception, when, the, when conception takes place, that's when the life of the baby starts. God is very smart. <laughs> Sometimes I'm amazed. So when... Mary said, let it be unto me according to your word. Notice John 1.14 says, and the word became flesh. So all throughout, from Genesis, as soon as that incident happened, God said, my son is coming. All throughout the Old Testament, my son is coming. 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 Isaiah saw it about 700 years ahead of time. My son is coming. When Mary said, Let it be unto me according to your word. That conception took place. And it's the same in your life. You see, God's promises are available to us. God's word is available to us. But it is when in total yieldedness we come to God. And we say, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Then the word becomes. I said the word becomes. I said the word becomes. I said the word becomes. Think about it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. 
you were, you were, I mean, running away from God. Some people didn't want to have anything to do with God, and some people still don't. It's a choice. It's a decision. I can do it for you, but you have, you have to make that decision. But one day, you heard the word of God. Maybe someone, your friend, shared it with you. You went to church. Some way, somehow, you heard the good news of the gospel. And when you heard the good, you see, some, you see for, for the, the, the incarnation is a miracle to us. And it's a miracle. So it's, a very, it's, it's, it's a great miracle. But from God's standpoint, it's a normal thing. <laughs> when you hear the word of God, the Holy Spirit was around you. Same way that he was around Mary. As soon as you hear the word of God. No matter who you are, your past, the sins, whatever you are involved in, you heard the word of God and you said, today I take Jesus as my Lord. I confess him as my Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit took those words and recreated you. And like the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, a new creation came on the scene. Same process. So that's why Mary had to be a virgin. And God had singled her out all the way ahead. And I may be talking to somebody. Sometimes this season is, is difficult for some people. Uh, but I may, I may be talking to somebody, you, you, sometimes you, you get to the place where you say, what's my purpose in life? Why am I here? Does anyone care about me? Does God care about me? Does God love me? Does, does, all these questions are going through your mind today. I can assure you by the word of the living God, this is the good news of this season. God knows about you. And he cares about you. Oh, I could wish I could tell the whole world at the same time. <laughs> he prepared a body for Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10, verse, verse 5. But notice Micah chapter 5, verse 2. This will encourage you this morning. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. It says, By you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, Thou well, though you were little among thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall out of you shall come forth to me the ruler, the one to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from old, from everlasting. This proves that Jesus pre-existed before he got in that womb. But the good news here is for you as well. He says, Out of you, Bethlehem, Ephrata. Thou, you are little among the thousands of Judah. For yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel. Bethlehem was a very small, a small town. Ah, but in the name of Jesus, Mary was a teenager somewhere. Oh, but the same God that identified her, singled her out, a town like this, you may feel forgotten. You may be asking yourself, can any good thing come out of me? In the mighty name of Jesus, I can assure you by the word of the living God, as you yield your life to God, out of you will come forth. Out of you will come forth. 
Out of you will come forth. Out of you will come forth. Out of you will come forth. Out of you will come forth. Out of you will come forth. Out of you will come forth. And in the name of Jesus, you may be thinking, oh my God, can anything good come out of my life? Can anything good come out of the life of my children? Can anything good come out of the life of my grandchildren? Out of you will come forth. Out of you will come forth. The blessing out of you will come forth. Impact to others. Out of you will come forth. Out of you will come forth. In this season, you are giving birth to something that is coming from God. Out of you will come forth. God, I sense his presence. You may think it's my dream, my goal, my vision will come for later ever come to pass. God is saying to you, out of you will come forth. 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 Thank you, Lord. Out of you will come forth. Oh, because Jesus said in John chapter 7 verse 38, out of your belly shall come forth rivers, 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 rivers of living water. Out of you will come forth. 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 Oh my God. Though you were led among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth. 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 Hmm. God is birthing something wonderful out of you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go back. Let's go back to, to, to look. So, you see, from here we can see in from Luke chapter 2, we can see that God rules and reigns in the affairs of man. Now, this king here, uh, he just thinks that he's 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 he's, he's just decreeing a census. For everyone to, 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 to go into his own city. But in God's mind, this is the fulfillment of prophecy. He just thinks, that, oh, uh, because this census was huge. It had not happened in a very long time. So he just thinks in his mind, he's just making a decree for something to happen from the natural. But God is working behind the scenes to bring to pass his word. And sometimes uh, we, we don't understand some of the things that we go through. Oh, but behind it, it's a God who is trying to get you to be at the right place at the right time. God rules and reigns in the affairs of man. Daniel chapter 5 verse 21. Nebuchadnezzar learned that lesson real good. <laughs> His heart was lifted up. He was proud. And uh, God, God, God put him in his place. 
But the Bible says, verse 21, Daniel 5, 21, Then he was driven from the sons of men. His heart was made like the beast, and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till he knew that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of man, and appoints Overrate whomever he chooses. The phrase that we're interested in is, he rules in the kingdom of man. He rules. Sometimes when you look at the events of your life, you can realize that the whole time, sometimes you can realize that the whole time God was behind the scenes. Working to get you to the place where you are supposed to be. That you will know that the Most High God rules, rules in the affairs of life. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will yield our lives. To the most high God. Uh, when God speaks, he has the ability to see to it that it comes to pass. That is the God that we serve. That is the God that we serve. He's able. Notice what he said to what 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 what, what David says. He says, First Kings chapter 8, verse 15 says, and he said. Blessed be the God of Israel, who spoke with his mouth to my father David, and with his hand has fulfilled its saying. He spoke with his mouth, his hand has fulfilled. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Oh my God, as we wrap up another year and go into another year, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I can assure you by the word of the Lord that every word that he has spoken concerning your life, in the name of Jesus, his hand is able to fulfill. Because he rules and reigns. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Two. We understand from this story that God guides. That God guides. Joseph, verse 4, Luke 2, 4, also went out from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. God is guiding. God is leading. In what areas of your life can you think of that you can lead, you can yield to God's leadership and God's guidance? Joseph, an interesting character. We'll look at him more. In, in, in another lesson, but he was one one that even in this situation he wanted to honor God. An angel appears to him and says, Look, look, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Okay, no problem. It has to take a man with a heart like that. 
But God is guiding and God is leading to bring them to the place where they need to be when they need to be there. I pray in the name of Jesus, may God continually guide you and, ye, and, and, and all the days of your life. You see, the Bible calls us, says that we are the sheep of his pasture. The sheep of his pasture. And so if you are, we are his sheep of his pasture, Psalm 100 verse 3, Know that the Lord, he is God, it is he who made us and not we ourselves. Anybody here made themselves? Who here made themselves? <laughs> Nobody. One day you were there and you just appeared on the air and you started crying. <laughs> Why did you bring me here? <laughs> but nobody made themselves. It is he who made us. We are his sheep people and the sheep of his pasture. So if we are the sheep of his pasture, the classic psalm of the Bible, Psalm 23, he says to us, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He is my shepherd. We are the sheep, he is the shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He leads, he leads. Sheep must be led. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Leads. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. So what he uses, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We must allow ourselves for God. That's the beauty of the story. They are just following God, consciously or unconscious. Sometimes we do it unconsciously. But Lord, I will dwell in your house forever. You lead me. You guide me. You comfort me. Somebody say, thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Oh, wow, I love him. Thank God. So he tells us that God guides. But you see, we must allow ourselves to be led and guided by the Lord. All the days of our lives. All the days. Who wants here goodness and mercy to follow them? Amen. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like goodness and mercy. They chase me all the time. I like it. It's, it's very good. <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> But he says, 
He leads, he leads, he leads, he leads. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Sometimes people say, God can't tell me what to do. Oh my, he says that you are in big trouble. <laughs> he makes me, you must be able to be made to lie down. Like the centurion said, I have seven. He said, go here and they go, come and they come. All that. He makes me. May you be malleable and, and pliable in his hands. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My God. So, so, so you see, see the, the incarnation also, uh, is, 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 it tells us that God is now with us. You see, Mary, all she had was her womb. God comes to her and says, look, I want your womb for my son to come through. She said, okay, no, no problem. But for all of us, he comes to us in various ways and asks us, would you yield your life to me completely? Sometimes there are some areas of our lives you say, oh, no, God, this one, no, don't come here. <laughs> but you see, all of us have something to offer to the Lord. At the very least, we have our bodies to yield to the Lord. Notice Paul was writing to the Corinthians and uh, to, the, to the Romans, and he said, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, sister in two, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It's reasonable for God to ask us for our bodies. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see that? You see, he says, I'm, I beseech you, he's almost begging them, that look, by the message of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Like, like this, the psalm says, we, are, we didn't make ourselves. God made us. And now he wants these bodies of ours to be presented to him. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not unreasonable to ask for that. Your faculties. One thing, your, 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 your five senses wants to dominate. Your two, it's twofold. Your five senses want to dominate. And so long as you are dominated by your five senses, it's very difficult to walk by faith. Then the other piece is, your body, when it's yielded to God, because like we talked about this last week, you see, God now indwells us through the person of the Holy Spirit. He came to the womb of Mary the first time. But after Jesus Christ was died and was raised up, now anybody who accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, God dwells in them. That's a sacred thought. <laughs> Somebody say, how does he do it? I don't know, but the Bible says that I believe it. <laughs> I believe the Bible. He indwells me. 
What's, what's he in there to do? Is he just a hitchhiker for you to just ride around with in life? No, 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 no. He's here to, here to help you. He's here to put you over. To help you walk in victory. He's in there. If you are a child of God. Because the, it, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. Now for whatever is born of God. Overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Whatever is born of God. Overcomes the world. There's a seed of an overcomer in you. First John 4 4. You have got little children and overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Therefore, to put you over, to help you walk in victory, but he wants to also express himself through you to reach a hurting and a dying world. Give me your body. Give me your body. Give me your body. And you see, we talked about this. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. I, I'm going through this because sometimes we, we, our service to God, we take it for granted because we don't understand these things. The Bible says, Jesus said, he says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5, Therefore, when he came into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. He had prepared a special body for Jesus. That's why he was the only one qualified to go to the cross to die and be resurrected. But your body also belongs to God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So he says, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 chapter 6 verse 19 or do you not know that your body is the temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you are from god and you are not your own we didn't make ourselves <laughs> for you were bought at a price therefore glorify god in your body and in your spirit which are god's present that body as a as, as, uh, to god Lord, in the name of Jesus, I come to you humbly and reverently. Thank you that my body is not mine. Thank you you bought me at a precious price. The price was your son. And thank you that you made me. I didn't make myself. I am here on a mission. You have a great plan and a glorious plan for my life. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I yield my life completely to you. <laughs> we are back there again. Out of you shall come forth. Uh, I can't seem to leave that phrase this morning. <laughs> Out of you shall come forth. Yeah. Lord, in the name of Jesus, anything you want to bet in my life in this season and beyond, my life is in your hand. Take it and use it for your glory, Lord. I'm yours. Out of you shall come forth. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
3. This shows us that God appeals to us on the basis of his love. Not necessarily just his power. God knew that some people will respond when he sends Jesus. <laughs> and you responded. If he, if he assumes the liability of man's sin, since Jesus, on the basis of his love, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. And that includes you. Never forget that. God loves you. He loves the world that he sent Jesus, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He knew that some will respond. Thank God I did. <laughs> Thank God you did. <laughs> and that's why I keep preaching. A certain percentage will respond. There are 8 billion people on the earth. That's why we keep going. I'll keep going till Jesus Christ comes or till I leave. Amen. <laughs> and you must realize that so many people around us that are just waiting for this message of love. Some will respond. God believe it. God is a, is a faith God. <laughs> and his faith is still working. Every time somebody gets saved, For God so loved. 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 That he gave. That is the Christmas story. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In this season, some people will you you'll give a gift. You will receive a gift. God so loved that he gave. His, his, his love compels him. Drives him. Drove him. To send Jesus. And he comes to each and every one of us. In his own way. And he, he, he asks us. What he wants is our life. You see, one family, one, sometimes one family, when one life is yielded to the Lord completely, the whole family can be changed. Amen. May it start with you and your family in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say, oh, you don't know, my, my family is in shambles. My family, family is in a mess. One person in a family can change a whole family Sometimes whole cities, whole nations. Peter, uh, Paul was in that jail. God shook that jail and delivered them. The, the jailer was going to kill himself. And he said, no, 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 you don't kill yourself. God has a plan for you. In the name of Jesus, anybody who is at the point of suicide, I pray in Jesus' name. May you not take that decision in Jesus' name. May you not take that step because God has a great plan for your life. He said, no, no, don't harm yourself. 
Acts 16, 27. And the keeper of the prisoner waking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoner had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul said with a loud voice, called with a loud voice, saying, Acts 16, 28, Do not hurt your, yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, running and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and says, says, what must I do to be saved? Maybe you're asking that question today. 31, so he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. You, starting with you and your household. That's where we're going with that. Sometimes one person. Once that person gets saved, God has access into that family. In the name of Jesus, I pray in this season, household salvations in Jesus' mighty name. You and your whole household. But it starts with you. So as you look behind, is he talking about to this person? No, no, God is talking to you this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I'm so happy. I like this time of the year. <laughs> the fi final thing is the Christmas story tells us that, look, we, we must not be afraid. God is with us. There's a lot of fear in the world. There's economic uncertainties, wars, rumors of wars. And there's a tendency for you to walk in fear. But the beauty of this season is that Emmanuel, God is with us and you do not need to be afraid. Sometimes people are so afraid. They stay up all night, worrying. You get up in the morning, not rested. And you have to go out to, uh, to work, go about the routines of life, then the same thing again. And then you stay up, what's going to happen to this? What's going to happen to that? What's going to happen to that? Fear all around. But you see, if, if you, when you are following God, you, you don't have to be afraid. Amen. He will lead you step by step. He will guide you. He's always with you, all the time. Jesus said, before he left, I will never leave you nor forsake you. No, 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 no. I pray in the name of Jesus, may the hold of fear over your life be destroyed in Jesus' mighty name. You don't need to be afraid. You think about it. The God, every time you look at you look and you see the sun, you see the clouds, they are in their place, you see the moon, the stars. They are in their place. Do you think that the God who holds all those things in place can, 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 when he's holding you, he's going to drop you? No, no, he's not going to drop you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is he able to, is he able to hold you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to keep you. Don't need to be afraid. Not going to drop you. Have you ever you woke up one day and they said today the sun has dropped from its place and it's way out there. It's, we don't know where the sun is. It's dropped out of its place. 
or the earth has dropped out of its place. This thing is spinning. <laughs> and God holds all that in place. That's the God that you serve. <laughs> and here you are, <laughs> afraid, fearful of maybe a bill that is coming up or something. And the whole time God is saying, I got you. I'm holding you. The Bible says he's able to keep that which we commit into his hands. That means that you have to commit it into his hands. The goal. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Will cause a virgin, child, a virgin child, a woman, to give birth is able to do the impossible in your life. This and the word became, but our response must be the same. Lord, let it be to me according to your word. That's the message. Lord, not my will, but your will be done in my life. In the name of Jesus. Luke 137. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word that's when the word became flesh you want to see god's hand at work in your life to see the promises fulfilled in your life let us be like like what mary said let it be to me according to your word Every single day of your life. <laughs> That's when you start seeing miracles. That's when you start walking in the blessing. That's when you start seeing the hand of God at work in your life. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Not my will. I don't understand the whole thing. That's, that's a push. I don't understand how this is going to be. But if you say so, let it be to me according to your word. <laughs> and as you do that, back to where we started again. Out of you shall come forth. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sometimes mothers have yielded their children to the Lord and say, You Lord, I don't know what to do with this one, but you take him and do do what you can with him. It's sort of like this king. Uh, he was, I will come back to this. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. He was in his palace and he so desperately wanted to be with his people. 
But he knew that when he go, if he were to go uh, in, in that splendor and glory, the people wouldn't fellowship with him. So he disguised himself. He put on regular clothing in a way that the people wouldn't recognize him. And he went among them to fellowship with them. The same thing. God is full of his glory, his power, his love, his majesty. And he desperately wanted to be with us. When he came on that mountain, uh, in, the, in the wilderness, with, those, with, those, with the children, they said, well, please, <laughs> please, don't, Moses, you don't let him come here again. You, you go and hear from God and come and talk to us. This thundering, lightning, noise, fire, all this kind of stuff, please, don't let him come here. <laughs> God wants to come and be with us. He said, no, 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 please don't come here. This is too way out there for us. That's what, that was their response. You go talk to him. Whatever he says, no problem, but don't let him come like this. <laughs> the whole place is full of smoke. Glory. He said, no, 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 no. <laughs> if that's if that's who he, please don't let him come here. So God said, I'm going to put on clothes like like like, like in the likeness of man. Oh love. <laughs> he says, let that same mind be in you. He made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So the cross was the purpose of the manger. That was the reason why he came. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That are the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let that same mind be. Lord, who can I be a blessing to today, this season? Who can I serve? How can I serve you? How can I serve others? God came in the likeness of man. Let us say, my be you. Oh, my God. That's when you really start living, I tell you. <laughs> when you yield your life, to the Lord. Lord, you have prepared me a body. I offer my body as a living sacrifice. You see, we all come and then at some point you leave the earth. But what mark are you going to leave in the sands of time? You will not just come and exist. No, no, no. Out of you shall come forth. <laughs> I said, out of you shall come forth. <laughs> out of you shall come forth. Out of you shall come forth. I pray in the name of Jesus, everything that God has ordained for your life, everything that God has planned for your life, 
as you walk in obedience, as you yield your life to, to him, in the name of Jesus, may it come forth in Jesus' name. Let it be to me according to your word. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Next week we'll continue. The Magi, who were they? The gift that they brought to Jesus. What's the significance? <laughs> Herod, who was he? Why did he want to kill the children? Oh, find out. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.